Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, a radio show to help you start and grow your custom apparel and promotional goods business. Get ready to soak up some knowledge with the Custom Apparel Startups crew. Hello and welcome to episode 189 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Vila and today we have a fantastic guest with us, uh, Sarah Isom. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So uh, Sarah works on the marketing team over here at Coldesi. She's a a marketing manager over here. And the topic that we're going to discuss today are the four P's of marketing. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, why you need to know about the four P's and and then we'll get into what the P's are after that. So the four P's represent the, I'd say, the format of any marketing-based strategy. In order to um, understand how your marketing structure should be built, you need to answer the questions under each of the P's. Once we have the the answers, we have set our foundation to building out a true marketing strategy. Uh, so while you know tactics and channels can change constantly for marketing, um, this remains the same. Understanding these P's will help you gain the knowledge, the information, and the foresight to build a strategic strategy for your marketing. Okay, great, great. So kind of to to um, bring that back, like layman term it, okay, uh, is that somebody is going to ask you, uh, uh, should you open up a TikTok account? Or you might ask somebody, should I open up a TikTok account? Should I, should I bring uh, my business to TikTok? Uh, and there's some other things I wrote down here. Um, should you do local paid advertising? Um, should you do Google ads? Should you rent a booth at a farmer's market? So in general, all of these are great marketing ideas for the customization business just as a general standpoint. So being on social media, yes, having a website, going to local mm-hmm. farmers markets, these are all great ideas. Um, but when it comes down to your business, actually figuring out if it's right for you depends on the answers and the the information within your four P's of marketing. Mm-hmm. And I love relating things to uh, the real world, right? So um, one, I like to barbecue grill. It's one of the things I like to do. I've got a bunch of little hobbies, and that's mm-hmm. one of them. And um, somebody would say, um, a friend of mine had said, like, I was thinking about making a brisket, right? And I knew about what they had in their yard. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you can't do it with what you have. You don't want to do it with what you have. Here's an alternative recipe that's pretty close with the tools that you have. Mm-hmm. So somebody would say, um, what's the best barbecue you could make? And and somebody's answer might be brisket, right? Well, not for his backyard. Yeah. You just had a gas grill with nothing with nothing else and you're just not that's not really something that's known to be done. A smoked brisket is not really something you're gonna do in a gas grill, mm-hmm. right? And maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Not today. Yeah, not today, not with the tools that you have. So that's kind of what this is about is should you start a TikTok and start doing things through your business on there? Well, I don't know what to, I don't know what tools you have. I don't know what is in your uh, business space to really properly answer that. Mm-hmm. So if if anybody comes to you and your business and doesn't know much about it 
and tells you you should be doing this or why aren't you doing that, um, you, you always have to remember that they may or may not know those four P's of your business and the advice might not be sound um, or the suggestion might not be the best one. So you've got to do what's right for exactly for your business and it's going to revolve all around what these four P's are. So why don't we dive into those? We'll describe um, what these uh, four P's are, help you to figure out the answers for yourself so you, and, and it'd be great if you put these into a Word document or an Excel or something like that so you can start to kind of track this information for yourself and then at the end of it with some examples we can actually answer some of the questions we brought up in the beginning. Yeah. So why don't you tell us um, the first P in the four P's. All right, so you will see in the real world, uh, the P's are represented, usually the first P, and these aren't always in the same order, uh, would be product. And it's the information surrounding the product that you have, and that's product or service. Um, so this would rep be represented by uh, the overall product, product lines, and variations of those products. So really getting to know the product or products that you are selling. Um, that could be, you know, what the product is, um, what does it do, how does it serve the public, uh, but then even breaking it down further into what does your product represent and what represents it. So what is the product, what are the categories, what are the individual lines. Um, I think an example that I usually give is a bakery mm -hmm. and um, representing the different, you know, product categories would be something like cookies, cupcakes, and donuts. Mm -hmm. And breaking it down by product line, if I was looking at donuts, it might be cream filled versus, uh, you know, a different kind of donut. I, mm -hmm. I don't even know donuts. Um, donut holes, <laughs> okay. right? And you can break it further down into um, the variations of donut holes. Mm -hmm. um, so really understanding that knowledge. Uh, also representing uh, within this product element is the packaging, um, how things are carried out. Can, can a product uh, be delivered? Um, understanding all of these, and a lot of it seems kind of operational, gives the marketing or the person that's either on the marketing team, if you have a team, uh, if there's an individual doing it with you in their company, it gives us an understanding of where we fit into the mix, what is needed from marketing in order to service these products, products uh, the product lines, mm -hmm. uh, and so forth. Okay, so um, in our industry, we're typically going to be in um, apparel, promotional goods, mm -hmm. customized goods, anything like that. So um, from signs to wall art to t-shirts and everything in between. Uh, so if we were to kind of break down um, your product categories in this example, potentially you could, um, you know, your business could focus on workwear and signage. Maybe you mainly are working in um, healthcare, and you have a few other areas that you work in. So I made some notes based okay. on the example that you provided, right? Um, or, or based on your description, I made an example. How about that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So for one, we're not going to get into a debate of whether a donut hole is a donut. <laughs> okay. Because, but I imagine that there's some sort of debate there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we've got so we have. 
product lines, right, or product categories, right? So if you're going to define your store, this fictional store, the categories would be workwear and signage, right? That's the two things they do. They've got um, a UV printer that they print all different types of signage on, and then they have uh, mostly workwear that they're doing. So potentially they're doing scrubs or doing polo shirts, um, uh, hats, uh jackets, things like that. And, and like I said, mostly medical and potentially in, in, in some other areas that, that have a similar clientele. Um, on the workwear, you've got, now you've got product lines, right? So you've got your workwear, you do men's and women's workwear. That's mm -hmm. kind of just simple. You just offer two different categories. Mm -hmm. You kind of have men's slash unisex, and then you've got women's cuts for the, pe for the people who like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second product line you would have would be like signage, right? And in your signage, you could have um, maybe you do printed graphics that are, you know, like images of doctors or images mm -hmm. of landscapes. Um, and then you also do other types of indoor sign mm -hmm. uh, signage as well. Um, now, the next step below that kind of you have your categories or product lines and you have your variations. So in your in your workwear, we have like um, women's short sleeve, women's long sleeve, women's polos, um, hats. And then you kind of have all of that broken down. You can imagine all of the different product lines you have under workwear. And the same for signage, right? Signage, you may have um, room names with Braille printed on them. You've got restroom signs, directories, maps, instructional things. Like in the bathroom, it says, you know, wash your hands. So uh, it's important for your business to kind of go through that first P, first P even though it may seem really obvious and simple, I would mm -hmm. say, uh, but you should kind of break down what are the categories you have, what product lines are under those categories, and what are, what are all the variations. And, and you may not have to define, and I don't, and you can tell me if you do, but but should you define every variation? Because I feel like in apparel and promotions, it can get. You know, how, how deep do you go? Because you don't necessarily want to say T-shirts and then have every single color listed down because some T-shirts have 40 variations. So where do you start and stop there? Well, you get as detailed as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly to understand what it is your marketing will be supporting. Uh, if you miss one variation then you might not support that in your marketing efforts you know if, if we're talking about you know red white blue and green t-shirts and i never mention blue anywhere mm -hmm. then i've just left that out of mm -hmm. all forms of marketing and promotion which would be you know terrible to do in the case of anything that you're trying to sell mm -hmm. so being more you know defining defining things specifically even mapping them out, you're going to have to have that somewhere. Mm -hmm. And why not have it out there in the open so that the uh, all of your marketing can influence every variation possible mm -hmm. because you're going to need it. Right. So uh, if you may want to be doing some promotion around um, uh, like pink ribbons, mm -hmm. right? If you don't necessarily list or remember or recall or tell somebody you offer a line of lines of pink apparel, they may not consider that in the market in in the marketing. And you've just missed out on the entire uh, month of October celebrating right. breast cancer awareness. Right, right. And so um what if so what if in this plan where you were breaking down everything um what if you like did actually linked to products that you sell 
So, so it was available that, that not necessarily you physically put in your Excel sheet every color because that does change over time mm-hmm. too. They're going to add uh, apparel manufacturers, add and remove colors all the time. Mm-hmm. So what if, you, what if you maybe linked to the shirts that you sell so, so it could be dynamic in your Excel spreadsheet oh, or something that's, like that's that? Oh, that's absolutely like doable. It's just more of answering the question for marketing in order to get the understanding of what's available. Mm-hmm. Um, when you market it, you market it, but you don't want to then be, you know, blamed for not marketing something that's on the list. Mm-hmm. So you it, might not market everything on the right. list, but mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out on marketing, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And and in the beginning of your small business, um, this may all be you, right? Yes, you may be absolutely. doing it all it by yourself. it sounds like it's incredibly tedious, but uh-huh. in the same sense, it is already part of operations you Mm -hmm. have the list somewhere you know what you are selling Mm -hmm. so it's just making sure that you understand that when it comes to all things marketing um because again it's you know if you're selling online like a lot of businesses do you want to make sure you have every variation mm-hmm. because not everyone wants the same thing. There's those there's uniqueness out there. And then also understanding that you might have variations that you want to do in the future. And it's great to map those out because the bigger you get, the more product lines you'll bring on, the more variations, and the more money uh, you can potentially mm-hmm. make from bringing on multiple variations or product lines so this in when you're kind of defining your product then um theoretically you could um and you could actually map out the core products that you sell now and right if we look at um apparel manufacturers blank manufacturers anything like that even if you're selling like promotional pens Mm -hmm. there are just so many variations out there there's really too much for it for you to truly sell to your customer i mean if there's books alone of just pens a whole book of pens Mm -hmm. and to hand that to your customer can be pretty overwhelming and the same thing with t-shirts and everything like that so um, most of the time small business owners and people starting up and getting successful kind of pick the lines that they carry this works with the decorating method that I do. This works with technology that I have. Uh, these, I like the finished product. I know how much I can sell it for. My The type of customer that I sell to likes this. So for example, if we're using the example we just mentioned here, and you're gonna offer like polo button-up style shirts, right? Well, if most of your customers are going to be in medical, and then maybe some of them work in outdoors, like golf, right? We say, so you have, uh, dentists, doctors, psychologists, um, maybe some golf courses and trainers. Like mm-hmm. if, if this is a real estate agent, so like if this is most of your customer range, you're going to want to pick um, apparel that suits that, mm-hmm. right? So a polo shirt that is probably resistant to sweat and staining probably is good for all these folks because yeah. real estate and golf, they're outside. They bump into things that are dirty and medical of course there's tons of dirty stuff happening there um so something that's stain resistant is probably good Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to want something that's a really thin fabric that's cotton that has no stain resistance and as soon as the white bumps up to something you have a stain Mm -hmm. all right so these are kind of the thought processes that you go through and you create your product lines and you get as detailed 
as reasonably possible. And then maybe the suggestion we said earlier, you can link to these products somewhere so you can reference them yourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you grow, it would be great if you brought on an employee to help you market or sell, Mm -hmm. or you decided to do some work with an agency or a freelance marketer that you've got something you can hand them Mm -hmm. right away. And you could say, I put together kind of my four P's of marketing here a while back and I just updated them for you. Take a look. And then this gives this gives whoever's going to do that sales and marketing a great opportunity to completely understand what you have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, and then you mentioned about kind of like um, how, a po- how a package is presented and served to the customer. Uh, which is another thing I wrote some notes on here. So this actually is is particularly interesting because it's important to write it down, even though it's so obvious to you. Yeah. But um, how is your customer going to place their order? Mm-hmm. Are you doing an e-commerce store? Mm-hmm. Um, are you doing things via email? Are you selling via like a forum or a Facebook group? Um, is everything in person? Because this is going to change, definitely change the types of marketing you do. And a really good example would be if almost everything is in person, like you're, the service you offer is you go to these offices and you visit them every month or every week and you take orders for new employees, for people who need replacement apparel. Um, you also help them with their signage. So you're actually doing a little bit of design like, hey, that wall's blank over there. Maybe we should put something there. You know, what do you think about that? Um, so if that's the case, then some sort of marketing plan that when you show up there, you've got um, a booklet to share or you're wearing one of the examples. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, by the way, what I'm wearing here, this is a brand new product line that we have. Comes in all these different colors. Here's a little booklet of it. Um, That might be an important piece of marketing or sales for you compared to somebody who is selling online, having a sample book is probably relative it's relatively useless to them right absolutely and even it even can go as far as if people are coming to you then you need to brand your company externally mm-hmm. and internally um in the business mm-hmm. so that could be the difference between you know if you live in the northern states then you're going to need to get a outdoor rug when they enter the building so mm-hmm. that they can it represents you know, a comfort level. Mm -hmm. Um, Your building might need to be cleaned up on the inside. Things might need to be branded. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might need those pens to walk away with. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas if everything's digital, then you need a very nice strategy from an email standpoint to make sure that you're doing those personal touches in the customer journey. Uh, You need to have that built out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I use an example of, again, the bakery. And the difference between the dine-in and the carry-out. You know, if somebody dines in, you might want a uh, perfectly branded paper plate for them to use or a napkin Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that establishes the brand of the bakery. Whereas if they carry out, you might want imprinted boxes uh, with the bakery information and even how to get in contact with the bakery. Uh, so it's it's different, obviously, for this world uh, and the products within it, but it's really the same. It's like, how are you going to continue to brand yourself? Right, right. That, that's great. And it's a great point because if you're delivering the product via mail, do you want to have a, 
a fancy colored box that it comes in? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have special packaging? Do you want stickers to a come hand, in the box a with it? A handwritten note. A handwritten note. You know, these are all great things where if you're delivering and setting up and doing everything in person, you may decide that, well, what if I got a clothing rack that I can bring? And I literally bring it and unpack it outside of the car and then hang stuff on it where people can try on samples mm-hmm. and uh, and then when you deliver the product maybe you don't necessarily need a box and paper and stickers and all of these things because you're going to hand something to the person maybe use it in a baggie or, or maybe just the shirt by itself is just fine mm-hmm. um, and then further uh, talking about signage if you're installing the sign yourself there's you don't have to deliver it in any way mm-hmm. you know as long as it, as long as it travels safely with you um, and uh, and you're going to probably bring your own hardware and mm-hmm. know where to put it. And your the finished product is it up on the wall mm-hmm. uh, versus if you're mailing it to them or just giving them the sign. Um, do you want to provide hardware or not? Instructions on how to hang it up. How is it going to get delivered properly? To, how does that how is that going to look? But that deli- that that delivery and setup that's huge because mm-hmm. you want to make sure if it's you or if it's someone that you work with or work that works for you. Um, you need to make sure that they're branded, that their customer service is on point with your brand, you know, so that, again, we're creating that customer journey. So those people that are getting mm-hmm. the install are getting the quality that you want your company to represent. Right. Well, because anybody wearing like a, some sort of like a one piece overalls, you can just go in any building and start installing things and nobody's pretty much gonna stop you, right? Like if you just had like a one suit thing with a name tag on it. Yeah. The reason I know this is because I've watched a lot of movies. Well, and I, I trust men in overalls. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. So um, in the movies all the time, mm-hmm. if you wanna like install a secret camera somewhere, you just put on the overall, or I don't know what you call the one piece mechanic type of uniform. I don't know the word for that. I Somebody does yeah. yelling it out there. Um, uh, but if you have a name tag, you can just walk in anywhere. So, But <laughs> the point is, is because they look like they belong there. They look good. You mentioned customer service, mm-hmm. being friendly. Um, so these are these are all things are impart- important if you're hanging up signage. Um, and they there's marketing opportunities along that way. You know, they could... Um, when they come, they could deliver a final invoice, but with that could could come a postcard or a coupon or a way to get referrals, you know, something like that. Um, so there's just there's a lot to be said there. Um, may, maybe even if you have printed signage with like uh, with graphics, for example, um, that you hang up to decorate places. Um, maybe there's uh, some sort of a marketing program where you say, hey, if I could put my logo tiny in the bottom corner, you get 10% off. All right, there's a million marketing and opportunities, but you're not going to think about those um, or be in the right mindset or be able to share that with a marketing agency or a marketing person um, unless they really understand all of these things. Down to how it's delivered, how it's ordered, what products you're selling, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, okay, so now that we've got product, the next P uh, we have is price. So... Um, I mean, that sounds pretty simple, right? Yeah. Again, it, it sounds sounds simple. And it is, in a way. Okay. Um, so, of course, price. It's uh, the cost of the product. Um, and really what you're looking at is what is the fair market value? Um, what are your competitors selling the product or service for? And then what is your target audience like buying this product or service at 
average, like at an average rate. Um, understanding, you know, will you be able to offer any sort of discounts? Um, will you have payment options? Um, you know, do people pay up front? Do they pay in installments? Understanding the entirety of the pricing of any product or service within your company is really uh, what we're getting at here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that there's something to be said. By the way, I don't think that's your email that's going off. I think that's on your computer, is it? No. No? That's not where the sound is coming from? My Yeah, I don't have sound. Oh, I didn't think I did either. Well, anyway, maybe it's another room. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hearing that, maybe actually it is your email out there listening. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is. I think I'm muted here. I'm oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming through my headphones. Anyway, oh. it doesn't matter that um, that sounds not coming from my headphones though. All right. So price. Uh, there's something to be said about um, strategy with price too, and you could probably kind of write this down um, that you're, you you're going after a premium market, so you're going to be selling the premium price. You know um, why? Well, going back up to the product, um, I deliver it, install it, help them um, decide where it's going to go, make the suggest. So I'm doing design and installation and production. Therefore, my sign costs two hundred dollars. They can buy one on the internet, maybe for fifty. But it doesn't come with any of those things. So the price, um, what does it go for is important. And then also kind of the strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I sell a premium product. Um, also going back up, well, the, the polos that we sell are, um, you know, moisture wicking, stain resistant, you know, odor blocking, all of these things. They're great for the market that I'm in compared to, yes, there's a polo you can buy for five bucks that doesn't have any of those properties and it's not really ideal for my customer base Mm -hmm. so um so that's an important thing you want to kind of mark down um what you're selling what you're do you have a pricing strategy and and there's all different types of ways to do pricing i think we should we'll probably have a whole podcast on this soon um but Let's just say you want to sell everything at a certain margin, and that's yeah. kind of how you price. So everything needs to be at X percent margin. Um, so you can kind of write that down mm-hmm. in your pricing and 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 talk just talk about that as a strategy. Um, and then within that, within price, it's also about how the customer interacts with mm-hmm. that pricing. So how do they pay? Yes. Can they pay online? Um, is there a portal they pay online through, or do you just literally give them your Venmo? Yeah. You know, um, or does it does it have to be checks? Um, do they pay a deposit? Do they have to pay in full? Is it all paid for at the end? You know, these are all part of the strategy and marketing. Um, if if as we talk about marketing as a entity now um, in your business, marketing just might be you. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or it might just be your wife or your husband or your which your is son. a lot of small and medium sized businesses. Believe it or not, ninety percent of small and medium sized businesses are marketing internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's expensive to hire somebody. Absolutely it is. And you have to um, be prepared to take that leap mm-hmm. to hire an agency or to hire a freelancer um, or to hire a full-time employee to do that. And, and you have to grow yourself to be a part of that. Now, the most likely for you to be successful and get to that point is by doing exercises like this because you're thinking like a growing larger business you've got a plan and when you are ready to hire somebody 
or or hire somebody to do something for you to take over marketing whatever whatever your plans are uh, you've got all of this in place you've got the strategy the pricing the products and the other P's to be revealed mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there so uh, it's all part of the strategy it's important that you write all this stuff down and in regards to pricing, um, how else can it affect marketing? Do you have? Is there anything else you want to add? Well, first, I want to say I can't stress this enough. Um, understanding what your competitors are doing from a price standpoint mm -hmm. is something that you really need to figure out, and that's as simple as doing some secret shopping, calling them up, mm -hmm. searching the web, placing some orders, just to see um, how they're pricing items asking about their discounts, asking what discounts they have. Um, you know, do they have a, you know, age discount? Do they have a veterans discount? Mm -hmm. Do they, um, you know, do they offer specials certain times of the year? Um, getting into that really helps you establish some of your goals of what your pricing structure should look like and any opportunities you could take advantage of um, from a discounting uh, standpoint. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just really, it breaks down to just, again, a lot of it sounds operational, but it's what marketing will use, um, to promote your products. Right. That's actually, um, that's interesting because there's two ways. There's your own strategy mm -hmm. that has to do with the customers that, that you have, uh, and then what your, what your competition is doing. Mm -hmm. So um, in your market, like you mentioned, if they have a advertised pricing, this because this is a tricky thing that happens all the time Absolutely. in business, yeah. that they have advertised pricing, they almost never sell at that price. Oh, though. yeah. So you think you're coming into the market equal to their price, finding out that they discount everything 20%. Um, or the other way around, mm -hmm. they advertise, and this is actually the one that I see a lot, especially in the custom apparel business, is... Um, t-shirts from 399 and then somebody will post to a forum how do i even compete with this company who sells three shirts for three t-shirts for three dollars and 99 cents and then that is that's not the whole price oh no because they'll have like a setup fee and they'll have a whatever fee and a waste disposal fee it's like yeah. tires are the same thing right like you know get tires for 99 dollars a piece and then four tires is 700 dollars. or they're simply <laughs> selling that 399 shirt it starts at they might have a shirt and it might say happy new year Mm -hmm. 2001 and they're selling it at 399 mm -hmm. um and that makes sense yeah. uh, but then everything else jumps up to fifteen dollars right so it very well could be um cheapest t-shirt white only front print only single color you know they may have very strict guidelines to that and maybe that's exactly the opposite of what you sell because you know your product lines. Your yeah. product lines are, if we're talking again about t-shirts, you're using a higher end shirt, you offer a bunch of different colors, and if you print digitally, uh, then then you don't have any color limits. There's there's nothing, there, you, it doesn't cost you more money to mm -hmm. print more colors because you're using a digital t-shirt printer or transfer printer. So in these cases, you're not necessarily comparing apples to apples per yeah. se so it's it is important to dive into what your competition sells for and then um knowing kind of the products that you want to sell mm -hmm. one of the problems that we run into in uh, small business owners customization for sure is they see the product catalog 
of everything that they can decorate. And it's like phone book thick. Mm-hmm. In the future, if you're listening to this and like this is 20 years from later in the future, um, there used to be a book that you got that they left on your doorstep with all the numbers of things. And then, it was yellow, right? Yeah, it was yellow. And then eventually they nobody used it, but they kept delivering it. So then basically people just left a trash on your doorstep for a handful of years. And they've stopped it now. It so was, I think it became a doorstop. Yeah, it became a doorstop for yeah. places. So um uh so so anyway, um that's kind of I guess that kind of we we could say that that wraps up price there. We were we're going I was diverging too far. Okay. <laughs> We've had enough there. Um so um let's go ahead and and go into the next one because we're making pretty good pace on our on our uh episode here so we've got the next one we have is um promotion yeah so basically how you advertise your product or service um this is where we dive into more of this is where we we get into a little bit of the difference between marketing and advertising Um, So with promotion, um, you would have to ask yourself, what are you capable of from a marketing standpoint? Um, You know, what are you currently doing? What could you currently be doing? And that's anywhere from, yes, I have a website, but I'm not managing it. Somebody else is and we really don't make updates Uh, to, yes, I have a Facebook page and I've dabbled a little bit in advertising, but I just don't know if it works for me or not. Um, you really, we really get the gist of, because we get the gist of your capabilities, um, then we can start building the strategy behind that. Um, and we can find out and start understanding what channels might've worked in the past um, and looking into the future, what channels might be uh, adequate for your business mm-hmm. and your business model. That's good. So when it when it comes to kind of promotion, promoting your business, uh, if you're a brand new business and you're a startup, because some folks listening right now haven't even started yet, they're right at the beginning uh, of the idea. And uh, other folks have been doing this for a while and some are very, very established. So you kind of answer promotion differently depending where you are. And if you're a new business, these are kind of theoretical things so um you know you mentioned a website um are you very capable of building a website already do you have that skill set um if you are then you know probably building a website is a pretty good idea because you can do it on your own mm-hmm. you have that capability um if you have no technical capability of building a website then you're going to want to kind of work into your plan do i want to pay somebody to build a website how much is that going to cost? Mm-hmm. Does it matter for the products that I want to sell? Mm-hmm. Because in the new business, everything here is theoretical. You know that the the concept of doing the signs and the apparel for um, for those businesses mentioned. You know the doctors, dentists, uh, real estate agents, golf. I think is what we said. Mm-hmm. That's theoretical right now. So should I have a website for those folks? Right would be a question. And I'm thinking, just kind of answer it for this one. You know. Um, Business to business sales, professionals, educated folks, mm-hmm. nice offices. When you show up the, uh, and and go to sell to them, they may want to look up your website later or mm-hmm. share it to their uh, to the owners or the board or whoever's in the decision making process. So having a nice, classy, upscale looking website that shows how you can represent them is probably a really good idea. 
Um, conversely, if you sell t-shirts, um, you know, like local stuff to tourists, mm -hmm. they're probably not going home yeah. and then jumping online and ordering something from your website because they forgot to get to get a shirt. You know, like a Finger Lakes t-shirt or yes. something like that. I forgot to get it. I'm going to order one online now. No, they're probably not going to do that. Um, so having the website matters less. Um, but how you can promote how, what you're capable of doing and mm -hmm. theoretically of what you, of, of what you would do um, is really important. And then... And then, of course, if you're an existing business, what do you have right now? Yeah, and, and the capability, it's not all on you. Um, you know, there are certain, um, oh, an example would be there are certain places within the United States where you might not be able to run a local radio um, advertisement because the range of the nearest network is not close enough to fall within your demographic. It would mm -hmm. be spread among, you know, an 80, 90 mile radius, which wouldn't be adequate for radio local. Um, that being said, not everything is under your control, but establishing sort of elements of control is a good idea. And, and by capability, it's not only what are you and your staff, if you have staff capable of, but also what can you afford? What does your budget look like now? Mm -hmm. Because what this portion of the P's should help represent is what is the best bang for your buck? What is your best return on investment? And the the idea is to always start off frugal because you need to put more money into your business in other areas than marketing. Um, but again, marketing represents you know, the lead generation that you need to grow your business. So in order to first stabilize and establish, uh, you really need to set forth a very stringent plan on what can truly be done from a marketing and advertising effort. Right. Okay. And that's like, um, it's tricky, right? Because um, promotion, marketing, advertising, all of these words that mean different things but they're they're mm -hmm. they are lumped together um none of it's ever guaranteed never right it's never guaranteed which is why uh, it's important to establish a budget and it, and these are all you know separate topics for separate for a different podcast but it but it, it's good to kind of overlay all this information uh, so it's good to understand um what's available for you in your area you mentioned um maybe radio is available for some people and they want to do mm -hmm. that for certain for a certain reason um i don't i can't think of any of those reasons at this point in time but somebody <laughs> somebody if you're a car dealer for some reason you have to be on the radio screaming by yes, the way i don't course. know why that's the case but you have to scream on the radio um but for a local sign shop or an apparel business or some sort of customization business you know the radio may or may not make sense um are there billboards in your area are there print advertising in or the even area trade shows are there when trade shows of, yeah when you think of the difference between paid advertising and not paid advertising um you know there's so many efforts that you can do that don't cost money they mm -hmm. cost time and energy Mm -hmm. but they don't cost money, but they might not be within your area. You know, we've talked about, um, you know, selling to um, golf 
you know, mm-hmm. golf apparel. Well, mm-hmm. say that you just had an online store and you were selling golf apparel and you really wanted to get into some of these, you know, golf outings and mm-hmm. things like that happening, but there are no local golf, you know, clubs, mm-hmm. then you'd be out of luck. Right. Um, you know, if you, you really wanted to get into farmer's markets, but there's no farmer's markets in your area, you're out of luck. Not everything is within your capability, but um, that's part of understanding sort of your area and what's going on. Right. So it's this is a great both uh, actual and theoretical uh, that you can kind of, and, and this is kind of part of the promotion thing. You should probably write be writing both of these things down. So what am I doing right now? And it literally just might be, well, nothing if you're brand new, right? But it might just be referrals mm-hmm. and that's it. You're only working on referrals um, and you'd like to grow your business to the next level. So you kind of need to write down the next piece. What are the ones that are potential piece, yeah. <laughs> potential promotions, right? So um, that's where you could put, well, I could potentially print and look. There's these local print advertisements I could do. I could potentially put up a sign at the elementary school. I mean, there's all there's a million different things you could do. And I'm not saying that any of these are good or bad ideas because um, I don't know your business, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know these four Ps that we're getting into right now for your business, but you can figure out which, which one of these are. And then um, just from a, um, you know, a standpoint that you mentioned um, about starting like frugal in the beginning, mm-hmm. I, I do like that. Um, if you if you've got a really deep pocket and you've got an investor or you have a ton of money you've saved up, then yes, it's very easy to say, I'm going to put two thousand here and two thousand here and five thousand here and mm-hmm. eight thousand here, and I'm going to spend twenty something thousand dollars to start marketing my business. Um, well, great, you know you're willing to take all that risk, mm-hmm. but a lot of startups um, and even businesses that are you know been growing over years you don't have $20,000 you're willing or able to invest in marketing. So you can start with frugal concepts that you can test. So um, there's a there's a farmer's market that goes around your area within 50, 100 miles. And there's 40 stops throughout the year, mm-hmm. right? So you want to decide, is that a good way to promote your business? Well, can you sign up for one? Or three, maybe, you know, maybe you don't give up on one, maybe three, you know, can you sign up for two or three or four of them and you try them out, see how they go. And we've talked um, in the past in previous episodes about tracking your marketing and understanding Mm -hmm. the long term value of customers and all of these things. But this is something you can look to test and start. And you can also do the same with print ads and you could do the same with all the other marketing channels. you know you sell online, mm-hmm. so you could do online type of advertisements, mm-hmm. meaning on your website, mm-hmm. email marketing, social media. Um, conversely, you only sell in person, so you can bring flyers, mm-hmm. you can bring print materials, you and can bring the clothing all, rack. Making all printed materials, if you do have a website, digital with a QR code. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Combining these things together, if yes. you have a website and you have print that you do in person, so your business card could have a QR code, say, view the virtual catalog. You know, um, That business card with a QR code that says view the virtual catalog only works if you have all those things, in, like, meaning you're in a position to hand out cards yep. and you have a virtual catalog to mm-hmm. do. So um, that concept in promotion doesn't exist for some businesses and don't somebody got scared i don't know if anybody can hear that but that is if you did hear it if you didn't hear it somebody screamed 
And um, what you're hearing is in the office next to us is the accounting office. And this wonderful young lady that works in there um, is so frightened by people walking by. <laughs> it's like comical and it's a joke within the building. I've gotten um, like coffee or water and I've just like walked into the kitchen and she's done that scream. And that happened the other day, actually. Um, and one another gentleman was coming by, and he's like, "I always ask her if it's my face <laughs> that's making her scream." So I just wonder if hypertension is covered under. Yeah, <laughs> she's young right now, so she's okay. <laughs> but in like twenty years, there will be. And yes, um, high blood pressure medication is covered by our insurance. By the way, <laughs> there we go. Um, so. Okay, so I think we've covered up um, promotion a lot. There's so many different things we yep. could talk about, you know, um, social media, YouTube channels, live events, paid advertisement, you know, whether that's print or digital, billboards to radios, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so there's there's a ton of different things, but you to kind of sum it up, you should write down what you're doing, what you want to do, because maybe you have you have a gut feeling that it's a good idea or you desire to do it, um, like. For example, not to diverge too much, but you just might want to be a like YouTube type of personality. You enjoy it. Yeah. You like the camera. You like editing, and you want to do it. Well, that's okay to put that in your promotion area if you're not doing it yet and you desire to do it. Um, go back up and figure out what product and price you can add or remove or change to make mm -hmm. that channel come true. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's it doesn't have to be locked in. This is your business. That's the great thing about why people do all this stuff is yes. because it's your business. You can do what you want. Um, so, um, you know, so do the things that you are doing, do the things that you want to do or potentially could do or you think is a good idea. And then I would still write down uh, the things that are potential in your area mm -hmm. that you might not think is a good idea or want to do yet, but you should acknowledge that those opportunities exist for promotion. Yeah. So because you may look at all of this together and say, I'm not a fan of print ads, but when I'm looking at all this and I'm looking at my customers and what I charge and the service I offer, and as I'm visiting them, I see all of them have this one publication that's thrown around on their desks. Like I, this is the fourth time I've seen it. Yeah. So I know that they're looking at it. I'm not a fan of print ads, but... I actually think this might work for my customers. I'm seeing it right there. So then you can test it out. Um, so that's why it's important to think to write down just the potential opportunities too. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add? Then we have the last P. No, I think okay. we're ready for place. Okay. So place, as yes. you mentioned, revealed the final P. Yeah. Um, so um, I have some notes I can read them out here. So kind of um, um, are your products sold online mm -hmm. in store? We we addressed a little bit of this earlier, yeah. but this so, is very and, specific. And they blend. They all <laughs> should sound like they're blending together a little bit because they all represent the entirety of the operational aspect of your company. So um, places, you know, where you sell your products, and that mm -hmm. means um, distribution channels um, and how your customers are receiving those. So again online if you have an e-commerce store, um, if you sell in person, if you sell third party, um, where your audience receives this. So if you're selling a third through a third party, 
say that you have something like um, you have an Amazon store. Are they mm-hmm. getting most of their stuff from the Amazon? Like, do you have more? Do you have more? clients on the Amazon side of things or your e-com side of things? Like where are the majority of your customers purchasing? Um, That gives you a great understanding of the effort you need to put towards that area and then the other efforts that you need to open up. Uh, Because if you have an e-com store, you also, you know, sell in person, um, you know, based on the number of customers coming to one area is where you should start putting your marketing dollars or more marketing dollars. If you want to improve an area, you need to adjust those marketing dollars to the next channel. But it gives mm-hmm. us an understanding of all of right. that. Right, like we have a lot of customers that sell um, eBay, mm-hmm. Etsy, Amazon, for example. Uh, and if a good portion of your sales are actually coming from eBay traffic because of the product and niche you sell, it, it happens to, to live there, then eBay has ways for you to promote your ads and you may find that you want to try to do paid advertisement Mm -hmm. there Um, so the place where you advertise and where you get your or sorry the place where your customers are Mm -hmm. um, is really important to the overall marketing health Um, if your customer if you customers need to be local meaning that you help design signs so you're physically present for all of it then um doing some sort of online ad that's outside of your area really doesn't work because you're not going to travel 150 miles to print uh, to print and hang up a sign that costs $150, right? You're not going to do that. So you need to make sure that you're focusing all of your marketing on what's going to happen within the area. Well, I'm willing to work in a 50-mile radius. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that I understand that as, uh, as the person in charge of your marketing, I need to understand that all of my marketing needs to be designed that can handle within this 50 mile radius. Anything beyond that is going to be a waste of time, energy, money, absolutely, etc. So even an example like is a YouTube channel just might not make sense for that, right? You know, there's just yeah. just things like that. Absolutely, and and honestly, looking at your your audience now against the audience you want to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, and looking at where they are where they are purchasing from. Your audience now might be, you know, the demographic that you have today, but it might not be the demographic that you need to grow your business. So ideally, again, this is a little bit of competitive marketing, but doing your research and what other competitors are bringing in uh, from a demographic standpoint, what do their customers look like, and how are their customers finding them? Uh, is always a great way of building your strategy and future strategy uh, when it comes to your marketing and advertising efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's great, and um, I love that this like that they all do kind of blend together. All blend. People Be- think that you're answering the same question over and yeah. over again, and you kind of are in a way. Yeah. But it all means something different. It yeah. goes in a different pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's very true. that it's, it's, it's so related, but when you add all this stuff together, you really get a really good picture uh, of how you can market, what you can market, where you should do things. And you actually start answering your own questions where somebody will come to you and say, Oh, a friend of mine had a little uh, t-shirt company that they ran and they made a bunch of money on YouTube. And you're like, 
you know, you can think in your head, you could be That's thinking. That's great, but you don't have a website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is like, and all of my customers are local because I do, I walk in and sell. Yeah. I just don't really have a product that's a YouTube selling product because I sell to local doctor, dentist, real estate, and, and the golf community in my area. So it's just not where, it's just not where uh, ideally I'd be selling. I have a different marketing strategy for that. So, um, and all of that comes into play from you know, place, price, mm -hmm. promotion, uh, product, you know, all kind of comes together if you decide how you properly market, who you're going to market to. But there's one additional kind of bonus yeah. piece that you and, really need to answer, and right? You've heard this throughout. It's mm -hmm. answering the question about who is your target demographic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we we know that we know our customer base now and and while that will change over time depending on if we want to grow the business we want to maximize efforts um, but we know ideally who this customer base looks like and that helps us answer that helps us fill in the blanks of the questions that we'll later answer um, but it all falls into place with each of these P's. You've heard um, Mark talk about uh, the dental offices, mm -hmm. the um, the real estate, uh, building that face of the, the people that have built your business um, is a great thing to answer. Um, you know, this can be, I should say, looking at, you know, not only um, age, race, uh, gender, um, looking at income level, um, occupation, mm -hmm. marital yeah. status, education, all, all mm -hmm. gives us an idea of how they get to you or how they should be getting to you mm -hmm. from a marketing standpoint. Right, right, and there's 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 so much to be said about about that. That that I feel like that's like a podcast in itself, itself too. It really but, is. But um, what. You don't answer the four P's to get to your demographics. You mm. don't start with your demographics. The starting point, in, in my opinion on this one, I'm thinking about it, is um, can which one you answer first can be different for everybody. Yeah. And the reason why, like, like even price could be first. Because yes. if you say, I want to make this much money and I can work this many hours and in that many hours I can make this many things. Yeah then you immediately know how much you have to charge. And then you back up Absolutely. and you could say, if I need to charge $50 a t-shirt, mm -hmm. right? There are people in this world that buy $50 t-shirts every single day, mm -hmm. right? Uh, maybe not the people buying them every day, but every day those transactions happen. Yes, yeah. Um, so you need to say, well, who would I sell $50 mm -hmm. t-shirts to? Okay, well, it has to be a high-quality shirt. It has to be this. It has to be this. So now you start understanding the product that you're going to mm -hmm. sell. Then you can understand, start understanding, well, where will I sell it? Where are people that are going to buy $50 T-shirts? You know, how am I going to promote? What's the promotion that I run to mm -hmm. move that? And maybe in that case, you may say TikTok and YouTube sound great yeah. for what you're saying because you're trying to sell a super unique, you know, high-value T-shirt. Um, and so that's, you can really start with any one of these, um, or you can start with the demographics. Mm -hmm. If you have, um, if you know that you're, um, you know, you're a member of a local, uh, like car enthusiast club, 
then if that's the case, you kind of know your demographic and mm -hmm. you could start backing up to answering your four P's there. Uh, but you've got to have all of this together and then you can start answering marketing, yes. advertising type of questions. Yeah. yeah, because by establishing, again, by establishing who your target market is, it helps you define um, your strategy. That's not only, you know, any promotional or advertisement, but also marketing support. Mm -hmm. um, and it helps you build the customer journey that your um, that a customer would need to even make a marketing or a, a selling decision or right. a buying decision, I should say. Right. Well, um, to kind of wrap it up, we can go back to the questions we asked in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Now that we know, and ju just using the one example, yep. but we can add in others if we want. But if we say that your business is selling to these local places that we've said numerous mm -hmm. times. So we said dentist office. Dentist, doctor, real estate, mm -hmm. golf. That's the kind of the area you live in. There's a lot of of customers you have in that and you have different product lines that you sell um, within there and you're mainly selling to the business owner mm -hmm. um, and you sell like a nice high-end good quality product so they can buy it and they look crisp and clean and professional every single day with your product and the same with the atmosphere that they're in um, so um, should they start a TikTok? do you have an answer to that i mean should they start? A yeah, TikTok? like they don't do TikTok. The business owner now doesn't do TikTok. Should they have a TikTok channel? So, and this is where I would break down. It to me, it doesn't. Well, first off, looking at those business types, um, I would say who is the decision maker for um, for actually purchasing your product? If, for instance the dentist, doctor, or real estate agent, mm -hmm. um, if they were the decision makers, I would say it's not necessary. Yeah. If you don't have a person that has ample time for it. Right. And that's um, kind of, that's and, and that, I, I wouldn't yeah. say that it would be an advertising effort. It could be a, um, it could be a promotional effort in the way of having it just have it and to spread your brand awareness mm -hmm. but not necessarily putting dollars behind it because it doesn't seem like that's your demographic now if the decision makers within those offices were 20 somethings mm -hmm. um then maybe yeah that would be but it's you got to look at your demographic yeah and and i <clears throat> it's a good point um i think i would just I think I would just hard know it. Yeah, I mean, I think end, I would just hard know it. I would say end, it's always hard to be like. Uh, yeah, yes. I would say if you can spend an hour in a week on TikTok, spend an hour in a yeah. week getting in the car, stopping by the local places that you can do that and yes. drop something off, say hello, yeah. give them something for free. Start sponsoring those golf outings. Yeah, sponsor. Yeah, sponsor <laughs> the golf outing. Like yeah. show up to a show a show up when they're having an event and just support them, even yeah. if you're not selling there. Just. Just they're having some sort of a picnic thing mm -hmm. on a Sunday at their uh, golf club, like um, or the course, like show up, you know, yes. spend an hour on that rather than an hour on TikTok. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, there is you make a pretty good point that there is some, there are always nuances yeah. um, that maybe if there's a lot of young decision makers, mm -hmm. maybe you can show up to the offices and 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 do a TikTok with them and make them feel, <laughs> you know. Um, kind little, of like their little collab, yeah, a little collaboration. Or they feel like they're kind of like 
part of part of your little community and it could ingrain them in like so i'm not saying that that um couldn't be very successful yeah. we'll see where tiktok goes yeah but um <laughs> But uh, otherwise, I would just say um, it's just probably not necessary yeah. uh, it, at this point in time. No, Unless, no dollars behind it. Yeah, and 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 um, you know you could probably demographic that down based in TikTok's advertising. You mm-hmm. could specifically say that you want to advertise to you know thirty to fifty year olds, and mm-hmm. they they do have a growing population um, on TikTok, and you could ask TikTok just to advertise to those people if you wanted to. Um, however, I just think that there's a lot quicker ways you can get a return on your investment for this particular business. Yes. Um, now, should you do local paid advertising? Well, you know, if if you've got the dentist, the doctor, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more than one of them out there in your local area. That would be a great effort mm-hmm. uh, to to maximize your return on investment by promoting locally Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so many different avenues of that from grassroots up to paid yeah uh paid local um yeah yeah so i would probably say paid local is probably great you know if you notice the magazine that they all have that's a Mm -hmm. local magazine um if you notice sponsorship of a sponsorship yeah of events or something like that i mean farmers markets and this because it sounds like everybody kind of falls under healthcare. Maybe not real estate, but mm-hmm. um, there's so many efforts. And then uh, referral programs. Right now, you know, small businesses live and die mm-hmm. off of their refer- their uh, referral uh, programs. And making sure if you don't have one, you're establishing one. But keeping a referral program that truly does, you've, you've got the numbers, you've got the data mm-hmm. behind it, um, that would be where money should be paid. yeah so, so yeah that's great so i mean you could do um if we're talking about kind of local paid you mm-hmm. can have some sort of a way to promote financially that referral program yeah um so uh, the next one we had and, and we could kind of short quick on these but um would doing google ads be a good idea um i'd probably say you know you can target zip codes so and these people might be searching for you know, where do I get uniforms for my doctor's office? Something to that effect. Um, so uh, I'd put it on a maybe experiment with, but you'd have to make sure whatever you're advertising, you can definitely pinpoint to your the zip codes that you work in. Yeah. Which, and, you, which you can do that stuff on, on most any platform nowadays. Yeah. And I would say, you know, and before putting money behind ads, First, truly establishing your Google My Business page. Um, That's where your effort should go. Uh, Google My Business will outrank most of your websites um, at this this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, COVID put that into effect for us. Mm -hmm. And um, establishing a very firm Google My Business plan where you are constantly updating um, making sure you've got your images in place, making sure that if you have products placed, that they are represented with the correct dollar amounts behind them, and um, that you're asking for reviews. It should be part of your referral program. Mm-hmm. It should be part of any any customer experience. Um, you should be asking for reviews and getting those. And um, just maintaining that to its fullest uh, will be, will give you a better return on investment 
um, than a lot of the paid efforts that Google will have. Most of the time, you're found through search engine optimization, which mm-hmm. is Google, uh, my business, rather than paid advertising. Yeah, that's a great kind of um, interjection on a thought there too. So in these questions we've asked, like these are just random yes, questions, right? But it's a really good point because when somebody says, should you advertise on Google? Um, locally. That locally. Locally advertise yeah. on Google. The the first question probably should be, well, have you set up a Google business yes. profile that's top notch yeah. first? And if yeah. you say no, do that yes, and then have the conversation about advertising on Google because mm-hmm. that's that's the free thing they give you at first, yeah. which will land you a lot of business. Yes. Um, the next two more quick questions is, um, you know, should you do the farmer's market thing for this business? And um, I think, uh, I mean, I definitely think it's worth a try. You'll probably run into a lot of these business owners there. Yeah. Um, maybe you're not going to sell signs or uniforms at the market, but you may have a booth where you introduce people, ask me about, you know, um, uniforms for your professional, you know, business. Have you some know, samples sitting have out. Have some samples sitting out, you know, and ask it. about how to how to produce sign. I can produce any sign for any business. Talk to me about it. And you can have examples of hand washing signs and directions and directories and braille and all these things you can print with your you know UV printer if you have well, one of those. And there's so many different things that you can do at a farmer's market. If you don't have somebody capable of sitting behind a booth or if you can't afford a booth or if you can't afford a booth and to brand the booth which needs to be done then you might just go to network Mm -hmm. it might just be a handshake and a business card Uh, you might have you know you might be wearing one of your products or carrying a sign something that can get you in the door Mm -hmm. Um, if the if the farmer's market allows you to um, bring things in without necessarily having a booth. You might be handing out, you know, items there. Yeah. You might be um, able to even um, just sponsor uh, with a sign, so you can yeah, make a very cool looking sign that you bag. that they let you put up. Yeah, that they let you just put up, and so maybe your sponsorship is not a booth, but you just have a sign at the entrance that they let you put up. You know, a really cool looking design that you UV printed, and then it says, you know, I can make any sign for any business, and and you have something very eye catching that or, everybody who walks in sees. Or for an even more frugal marketing strategy, mm-hmm. which is kind of my um, what I like the most is for the tax write-off, you support the farmer's market by printing signs for them mm-hmm. and establishing yeah, you go. that tax break. Yeah, so there's a lot of great things you could do there mm-hmm. by partnering with them potentially Absolutely. for signs or uniforms or something to that effect. So, um, okay, well, maybe we had some other random questions, but I think we, we've got the, the point across really well here. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the kind of the, the homework or what you would take home from this is if you're about to start a business or you have an existing one, I would take out a Word document or an Excel sheet or something, kind of write out your piece and, and your demographics and write them out and see if it makes sense. And if something doesn't align right, you may have found a solution on why your business is a little stagnant mm-hmm. or not growing as fast as you want or you're not as profitable. Um, we have people con- um, consistently talk about their success mm-hmm. and how well they're doing. Or, um, or we can see it in when they, with the amount of supplies or mm-hmm. apparel they purchase. And we have uh, consistently also have folks say how they're struggling and, um, 
you know, the ink costs too much for me to be profitable, mm-hmm. or the t-shirts cost too much for me to make money, um, or I, I, I'm not, I can't sell enough, I can't compete. And that means, theoretically, that means that your, your, your P's are not aligned. Yeah. If you're saying that it costs too much to print something, well, you have a printer that that is capable of doing something and you're trying to sell in a market that doesn't uphold that price. Mm-hmm. So you need to probably adjust your demographics or where you're selling or how you're selling or something like that, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, furthermore, if you look at your business model after completing the P's and looking at your demographics, look at the ones around you, look at your competitors. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start to see holes. You know, some of the holes you've filled, but some are empty. What are your competitors doing that is working? You Mm -hmm. can see this by filling out the piece. You can see where you're lacking. Um, and, And this will help you, you know, hopefully help you move the efforts uh, to fill those holes yeah. and, and grow your business. If you pay attention to this and actually do the exercise, you'll absolutely see things. And um, kind of overall this, one thing that popped in my head was um, I, uh, I, went, I went to like one of the fancy grocery stores mm-hmm. and they had like this like caviar section, mm-hmm. right? And it was just like, and I'm not going to buy that. But they have like, it was like, they have like 150 or $200 like, jar Mm -hmm. there and and for some reason that popped in my head when we were talking about this and i said if you were selling that jar at like a local farmer's market where the demographic is not people who would spend 150 dollars on anything that was that little um for food then you would you you leave the market and just be like how can i compete the guy next to me was selling you know homemade cupcakes for two dollars a piece how do i possibly compete with that and i would say well obviously this is an exaggerated example but that doesn't make any sense well why would you try to advertise that at a market where most of the food things that can be bought are like five to ten bucks Mm -hmm. and you're trying to sell a hundred and fifty dollar jar of caviar that seems absurd yeah. Right, and it is, but the problem is, is that some people, when they start a small business, they're they might not be as exaggerated as, as that, but that's the situation they're putting themselves in. Yeah, is that they're trying to sell way out of market, whether it's too low on price for the technology they're doing, mm-hmm. or it's too high on price, or um, they're not trying to sell to the right people. They're trying to advertise, you know, six dollar t shirts on Facebook. And it's like, well, it's going to cost you $6 for every sale you make. Do you have an upsell opportunity? Do you have a long-term value mm-hmm. you know, proposition that you're going to be making to make yes. that worth it? Um, so that's why it's really important to line these things up. You'll see the, you'll see what's missing. You'll see what doesn't, what doesn't um, match. And then you can start to adjust and really um, turn your business into the next biggest P, which would be profitable. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the ultimate goal. So... I think we covered a, a good amount of stuff today. Um, so um, thanks for listening. If uh, And if anybody has any questions about any of this stuff, of course, you can go to the uh, dot com. go to the website. 
and uh, you can contact us through there. Um, and then, as always, you know, this uh, the Custom Apparel Startups podcast is sponsored by Coldesi. Mm-hmm. So you can go to coldesi.com um, and uh, live chat if you have any questions about equipment we have to offer. Or, of course, if you want to get in touch with the Custom Apparel Startups crew, you can always just go to coldesi.com and say, I heard the podcast. I have a question for them. And they'll make sure they, they get you over to us. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining. Um, Sarah will be back again, I'm sure, really soon. And in further coming episodes, we've got a bunch more guests. And um, for those who've been listening for a while, Mark Stevenson will be back here and again. Um, he's just doing some different things, as you as you may have heard if you listened to the ep- episode where he said some changes were happening. But we've got a ton more stuff coming up, and we have about six or seven episodes lined up so we can get a little more regularly for those who've been uh, kind of missing some of these episodes. So thanks for listening, and uh, have a great business. Thanks for listening to another episode of Custom Apparel Startups. Find more info and episodes at Custom Apparel Startups startups.com brought to you by coldesi learn about all the customization equipment coldesi has to offer at coldesi.com